What am I doing with the gifts that God has given? The talent, the time, the compassion, the mercy, the resources of my life. How, dear God, are you inviting me to deeper generosity, to greater awareness, to deeper connection in community, to your kingdom? From Chicago, it's the Old St. Pat's Podcast, a show that highlights weekly reflections from Old St. Patrick's Church. Do you ever stop and ask yourself the question, what am I doing? Between putting out fire drills at work, pressures to continually craft the perfect social media persona, and unlimited binge-watching available, sometimes we don't always have time to pause and examine how we are investing our valuable resources. Money is, of course, just one of those resources, but have you ever tracked where and how you're spending your time, talents, and emotions? Are they in areas that will provide a good return on investment? In our first episode, Father Pat McGrath encourages us to step outside our comfort zone and ask ourselves, in what way can we be more generous and invest our precious resources in ways that will hopefully make our world a little kinder, cleaner, and more caring? If everything goes according to plan, and someday I am welcomed into the kingdom of God and get through those pearly gates. I know it's a big if, but if it all goes according to plan, I suspect, as many of you have probably thought of before in various moments of your life, that you you will have a list of questions you'd like to ask the good Lord. I suspect maybe that entering into the kingdom of God, one is so filled with the presence of what is there in this beatific vision that the questions simply melt away. But play along for just a moment. It's a good parlor game or a game to play after you've had a couple of glasses of wine, perhaps, and say, what are those questions that are stuck in your heart that you want to bring to Jesus at the entrance day to the kingdom of God? Those great questions of meaning and purpose and maybe even some difficult, rendering, heart-rending questions of your own lived experience that you want to bring to some answer. Well, somewhere on my list, not very high, I hope, but somewhere down around 27 or 28 on the list of questions will be this. Jesus, Lord, what in the name of you was that parable all about? (laughs) I mean, really, if you were paying attention, and I know you all were, it's difficult to track precisely what it is we're to make of this story of the dishonorable steward who is so honored by his lousy boss, and then Jesus tries to teach a lesson through the happenings of this story. I assure you, I'm no scripture scholar. I've proven that time and again here. But the ones who are, the ones who are spending their lives and killing trees to print dissertations and books and commentaries cannot agree as to what this story really means and that there are multiple interpretations of this. Now, a cowardly preacher would simply avoid it. 
would simply walk away from it and say, I don't know what to make of it, and I'll make no comment on it. I, however, will trudge into the center of it, but with no promise of clarity. So they fight about all sorts of things, about why this guy gets commended for what seems to be a dishonest act. There's a few features of it that seem to have some agreement among the general mainstream scholarship. Things like, we're told that the language that's used in the original, in the original Greek, suggests that the landlord, the owner, is an absentee landlord. He's not a good guy. He collects profit from the land and then moves along only to come back later and take his profit from those who toil. He's not to be aligned with God the Father. This is not an image of God, but rather it's sort of a lousy landowner, an absentee landowner. And we're told that what that steward does when he starts knocking the bills down for these clients, these customers of his boss, is that what he could be doing is simply removing the interest charge, the usury interest that his owner boss would have been charging. And so he's sticking it to his boss and making a soft landing for himself with the folks who are getting a good deal that day. Maybe that's it. And there's something about his soliloquy, about his, his little reflection that he gives this dishonest steward. It's Shakespearean in its design where we're let into the thoughts of this steward as he speaks those words, well, what shall I do? I don't want to dig. I don't want to beg. I got to find a plan to get myself through. And some scholars have said that device is, is left in there to invite us into his thoughts and, in fact, to make him perhaps a more likable character, to identify with him in his struggle of trying to put into action what he needs to do. Maybe. And then there's those statements of Jesus that come at the end. Two commentators that I discovered said, well, those have nothing to do with the parable that Jesus has just told. They were tacked on by a later editor of Luke's Gospel. So don't try to use those to make sense of the parable. Fair enough. So what do we do with him and this story? Why does Jesus tell this story? Why does Jesus offer this odd, seemingly convoluted story about this steward who at least has the sensibility to use the resources of his boss in a prudent way. And here again, the scholars don't agree. The word prudent, they say. Don't read it like we might read it now, thinking of prudence as a virtue, like fortitude or temperance. But rather, prudence, as it's used here, simply means he was a wily sort. He was clever. He knew how to work the system. He knew how to make things happen. He knew well, what it would be like to operate in Cook County. <laughs> in the past. <laughs> and so here sits this story, and we're invited by the church, and we're invited by our tradition to pray about it, and to pray into this, this story, and to try to find in it what Jesus is inviting us to recognize or notice today. And I'd invite you to make your way into it in this way, perhaps, is to pay attention where this story fits. You see, this is the 16th chapter of Luke's Gospel. 
We've just heard in the 15th chapter what we heard last Sunday, those three extraordinary stories of Jesus about a lost sheep, a lost coin, and a lost son, also known as the prodigal son. And we're shown a story about that father waiting for the son to return, and the father whose generosity of spirit and who shares mercy in a way that blows your mind and doesn't fit the circumstances or the expectations of the culture or the law or the time. That image of that father waiting every day for that son to return, that searingly beautiful, heart-touching line that while that son was still a long way off, the father saw him and moves to embrace him, to love him and to welcome him. And so sits that story, followed by this story of the steward, the one who is discerning what to do with the gifts and the resources with which he has been entrusted by his boss. And now this story will be followed by next Sunday's gospel. Spoiler alert, next Sunday's gospel, which is the story of Lazarus and the rich man. The rich man who would step over Lazarus every day the rich man who didn't notice or pay attention to this broken one at his door. And so take it as a triptych. Take it as three stories of invitation that beg of us this question. How are you stewarding the gifts that God has given you? Or that story of the lost ones. How are you stewarding the mercy and the compassion that God has invited you to live? Have you been stingy? Have I been stingy with the reconciliation and the mercy that God has poured into my life? But I withhold from those around me who most need a word of healing or forgiveness or encouragement from me. How do you steward that gift of love and reconciliation modeled so beautifully and so perfectly by that father in the story of the prodigal son? And how do you steward the gifts of this earth How do you steward the gifts that God has given us in this, our common home, as Pope Francis likes to call it? How are we doing with the gift of this beautiful nature that sustains us, that we are woven into, and that we have trampled all over? And what are we doing? How are we stewarding those economic resources that finds the prophet Amos, the prophet of social justice, saying to the people of his time and ours, you just keep trampling on the poor. You can't wait for the religious stuff to be over so you can get back to the business that pushes them aside. How are we doing with the gift that God has given us of the quest for justice and reconciliation? and the mission to build up the kingdom here in the ways we love each other. The meditation here, the invitation of the dishonest steward, the prodigal son, and the rich man who fails to notice Lazarus is to beg of us the question, what am I doing with the gifts that God has given? The talent, the time, the compassion, the mercy, the resources of my life. How, dear God, are you inviting me to deeper generosity, to greater awareness, to deeper connection in community, to your kingdom?
former superior uh, general of the Jesuits, Father Adolfo Nicolás, in an interview, once said this, God has been so generous to us. Who are we to be stingy? Indeed. Time now for announcements and events. Hey, need a fun way to mix up your Saturday morning run? Get energized by joining thousands of other runners and walkers on Saturday, September 28th for the Lawndale 5K. Enjoy this beautiful fall weather and bring your family and friends out for a day full of fun promoting wellness and community. For more info, visit lawndale5k.org. Okay, so speaking of stewardship, here's your chance if you feel passionate about being a good steward for the environment. Join the Green Advocacy Group on October 29th for the Fall Advocacy Day. People from across the state will take buses down to Springfield to meet with legislators to support the Clean Energy Jobs Act that will move Illinois into using 100% renewable energy by 2050. For more info, go to faithinplace.org events. Looking for a fun, easy way to expand your network in Chicago? Join OSP Next. OSP Next is the young adult group at Old St. Pat's and holds a lot of different events throughout the year. Check out their After 5 event on October 13th from 6 to 7.45 or their book club on October 28th at 7. For all the details, visit oldstpats.org slash ospnext. Thank you for listening to the show this week. The homily was originally given at the 5 p.m. Mass on September 22nd by Father Pat McGrath, a Jesuit priest who has been with Old St. Pat's for 15 years. For more information about events and organizations mentioned in today's episode, please visit our website at oldstpats.org. Find us on Twitter at Old St. Pat's Chicago and on Instagram at Old St. Pat's. I'm Kate Anderson. You've been listening to the Old St. Pat's Podcast. <laughs>